Hello, y'all, and welcome to Deck Diaries. I am your host and human, Tabitha, and I'm here to take you on a little stroll through my life's diary and the raw, unedited stories from others. Real stories, real humans, real healing, and a whole lot of fuckery all from the deck. Join me and my co-host Meg and other random guests throughout the week as we learn to unfilter our lives, love ourselves a little bit more, and be better humans. To stay up to date on what's coming up on deck, follow us on Instagram at Deck Diaries and on Facebook at, you guessed it, Deck Diaries. Now, kick off your shoes, relax with me, and welcome to the deck. This is Tabitha, your host of Deck Diaries. Um, uh, Megan, my co-host, is here as always. Megan. Hello. And tonight uh, we have a special guest, Shauna. Hello. Um, Shauna and I have been friends for, we actually realized today, about 15 years. Yeah. Um, about 2008, I met her through roller derby, through Cedar Rapids Roller Derby, actually. Um, and yeah. You were a roller derbier? Yes. Yeah. Wow. What was your name? Lemmy Adam. Ooh. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, me and Chana go way back. She, when uh, you hear a lot of stories that I may tell on the show, especially about girls' trips and whatnot, uh, deck parties, Shauna was probably there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably there. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, we kind of we dove into why we stay. So first episode, you know, we talked about being in shitty places, shitty relationships. Um, Last episode, why we stay. Uh, Tonight, I kind of wanted to talk about why we allow people to take advantage of us. Where does it stem from? Um, It's one thing to stay, but do, you know, coworkers take advantage of you? Do spouses? Do neighbors? Do family members? Um, Anybody. Like, it just... People get taken advantage of. And I feel that takers will take Mm -hmm. and take and take um, if there's no boundaries. And kind of, in my mind, been trying to figure out why we don't set those boundaries or why when it's right in our face and we see it, we continue to roll with it. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why? Why, girls? Well... I think when you care about people, um, just as humans, or if it's a more intimate relationship, you want to give and give and give. Mm -hmm. And you want that to be without expectation of what you're getting back. But at some point, you do kind of have to take inventory of what you're getting back, whether it's um, emotional, spiritual, physical, whatnot. Um, 
You hold on to the memory. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You do. You do, though. You what do. is that, you Richard do. Marks? <laughs> you do. <laughs> I think it is. Good job. Yeah. Producer says yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, and just, I mean, this is an age-old question. I know, I know. If we haven't figured it out as humans by now. Probably not gonna? I don't know. Well, I heard a quote today that Mm. really hit home. It says, what conditions can we put in place to increase the likelihood of growing through hardship? Mm. And I think that's kind of the familial conditioning that we're inherited with. Till we're 12 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our life gets turned upside down with what happens to us and what we do with that, what we choose to do with that, is how we kind of grow through that hardship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think as I've been trying to kind of learn about myself and talk, like uh, Megan and I talked about last uh, episode, the things that I tolerated in my past relationship mm-hmm. that I would can't even imagine that I would tolerate now. Um, I think boundaries comes with that. And I had to take a really hard look in myself and figure out where this rooted from, um, why I didn't maybe love myself enough to be able to look at somebody and set a boundary or even when I did try to set boundaries with that person then they would just attack me so then I just crumble right when that's something I've experienced too like you set a boundary and you're like okay fuck I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. and you set it and they don't abide by it and then it's like well shit now what what do I do now checkmate yeah do I back down or do I say, screw this, I'm out of here? Like, you have to, again, take inventory. Is it worth losing this friendship, relationship, um, family member, friend, whatever, right. for this one boundary that I set? I don't know, man. I know. I think it's a matter of reassessing the boundary. Like, mm-hmm. you've given your boundary, they've crossed it, mm-hmm. so now you've got to kind of internalize your own boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. when, you know, for ex- I can't really think of an example, but if something happens, you know now this is how you're going to respond to it versus how you have in the past. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. Man, I would set boundaries and tell them I didn't like things or things needed to be a certain way or, and, and it would just not happen. And the reality is, is I would just fold and like through my writing about why we allow people to take advantage of us because we fucking let them. Yeah. That's why, because ultimately because you let them. Right. And it, it does, it takes sticking up for yourself and it's hard, but, and I think too, it, it's kind of a trickle effect maybe like, I let shit slide in the beginning of the relationship and then I let it slide further and then I let it slide even further and then you're kind of into it where you're now you're like, well, ne- I can't set the boundary now. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. avalanched. So yeah. how do you so. how do you stop the avalanche as opposed to the snowball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's tough. And I, I know that I think that a lot of people struggle with it. I think um, maybe some out of like wanting to be loved you know maybe not getting a lot of attention when you were little and now you want some love and you're gonna let people cross boundaries because they pay attention to you right Mm -hmm. that's a that's one that I had to deal with Mm -hmm. I'll just lay that out there (laughs) I, I did you know I mean it sucks but yeah and then you you get you feel uncomfortable setting a boundary or saying no or just anything 
I mean, right. in my younger years, I was so uncomfortable with setting a boundary or saying no to somebody or letting a boss sexually harass me or not stick out. Like nowadays was... I'd be like, yo, <laughs> dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, no, I was like a mouse. Yeah. So you I... just have to start. It starts with one. And even if the person doesn't respond to it, just the mere act of voicing it, I think, just getting those words out and learning how to formulate those sentences and stand up for yourself and have that feeling of, oh my God, that was really hard, but I did it. Right. Mm-hmm. They may not have listened to me, but at least you're in the habit of, of doing, doing it, it then. Yep. And that will help you, in essence, learn how to deal with it if somebody doesn't mm-hmm. respect it. Yeah. Setting Eventually. expectations. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. it yeah. And anything you do, well, just I, set that expectation. I have a friend doing that right now, like practicing, like practicing sticking up for herself and practicing saying no and not, you know, letting people walk on her. And it's it's definitely a process. But if you're out there and you're feeling that way, like you constantly just kind of get shit on or a boyfriend's taking advantage of you. I don't know, maybe financially that's happened to me Mm -hmm. Um, or whatever it may be. Uh, I was talking to a friend tonight about the holidays Mm -hmm. coming up and him feeling like he always has to host. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So sometimes it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I just want to stay home this Christmas or I'm not up to hosting. How about you host or yeah. like, can we do a rotating schedule or whatever? But I, and I think a lot of people don't speak up or stick up for themselves because they, they fear conflict. They yeah. don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. That's totally fair. Right. Nobody want, nobody wants conflict, but I feel like the conflict is less if you just say it up front now than you let it just fester, right? I mm-hmm. mean, well, then you run into the people that aren't used to speaking up for themselves, and then all of a sudden they speak up for themselves, and everybody's like, "What's wrong? Yeah, what's <laughs> like, their are you problem? Okay. What's wrong with her?" But, but yeah. then there's your sure sign of who your tribe is starting to mm-hmm. be and become, for because sure. you are yeah. for sure. who you are around, for sure, for sure. Right. I, uh, yeah. And I think the more that you do speak up to and, and again, anytime you speak up, it doesn't have to be in a nasty manner. Be kind. Right. Like, yeah. Just be kind. Ev- the whole world needs to be yeah. kind. Yeah. Um, but I think that anybody can have a kind conversation with their friend and say, hey, this bothers me. Or Shauna, you and I have had that. Yeah. Hey, this bothered me. Like. And then you have that conversation and it's like, oh, whoa, I didn't mean it that way. Or I did mean it that way. And I apologize or mm-hmm. like. Have adult conversations that's with the big people, one. yeah. And and with boundaries, I think that's the that's the biggest thing is and just sucking it up and having, like Megan said, that first conversation with somebody where it's wholehearted. And I I'm not setting a boundary to push you away. I'm setting a boundary to pull you in closer to my world so mm-hmm. that we can coexist with each other. And it makes your relationship stronger. It's one of those things that you push it and push it. It's just going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I feel like the boundary conversations are really important with friends, with boyfriends, with coworkers, with everybody. And I don't think people are having them enough, honestly. Right? No. From what just, I'm hearing. They're just chit-chatting behind each other's back and mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, it's she such and such is doing this. Instead of just having that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Being like, hey. I try to uh, preface my requests with, you know, I would hope that you would tell me 
if this was on your mind or if something upset you or whatever, like even if it's uncomfortable, like please always tell me. And so I wanted to let you know just because I care about you, blah, blah, blah. And that's what makes our tribe unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all, I mean... We're We're big girls. We are. We're all big (laughs) girls. And we're open and we're honest with each other for, you know, as far as I can know and see. Um, We've all had tough conversations with each other, but it has. It's made us better. And to have a friend that you can be like, hey, you know, you did this or you said this. But and again, say it in this way, Mm -hmm. not you don't every God, you guys don't got to be ratchet all the time and nasty with each other. (laughs) Jesus. 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 What would grandma say? What would grandma say? She'd say, I don't give a shit. Right. That's what she would say. Say, figure it the fuck out. out. Like, just (laughs) be nice. Don't bring your guns to the dinner table. But have those conversations, especially if if you see or feel that you are being taken advantage of, like stick up for yourself and Mm -hmm. stick up for yourself sooner than later, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like everybody's got their own timeline on that. You know, who's to say what's being taken advantage of? Is it one time? Is it five times? It's your gut. If your gut is... Like if you're, you're going to know because mm-hmm. you work up a certain anxiety when you get around that person or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah, that's but like just I your... knew and I wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. Same. And so why did you stay? Man. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I thought about it a lot this weekend when I was writing about this episode, but I think I just got into a cycle of it. Like, well, I think maybe comfortable with. Being mm-hmm. uncomfortable, I, you thought probably that was a good just way the of fighter. It. I was just you. used to being disappointed. Yeah, constantly. it was the fighter. So in you just it, wanted to. Yeah, I, I was used to being disappointed. Me, yeah. Shauna, and I had that conversation um, today. Some of the best. I want to share this on the cast. Some of the best advice I ever received from a therapist that I used to see was: she's like, Tabby, your energy's here, and other people's energy is here, and if you expect you out of other people, mm-hmm. you're going to spend the rest of your life disappointed. Yeah. And and she's right because you're not me. I'm not you. Mm-hmm. So because I would do this for you or do that for you or handle a certain situation this way doesn't mean that you would. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, that was a hard. And that is fantastic advice, but it also. Here we go. Yes. It. You flip that over and you're like, okay, I can't expect what I would do out of other people. So then they don't perform to your level. And so you forgive them. But that, that, and that's where the therapist said, she's like, Tab, you're going to spend your life disappointed. Yeah. But when you, what, what, what I think ultimately what we're all looking for is another person another human being to just match my energy. I'm not saying the way that you live your life is wrong and the way I live my life is right. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if I am a considerate romantic partner that does this and that, and I'm the friend that's always on time and plans the trips and does the things and Mm -hmm. all that, I can't expect everybody to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, respect it, right? You know, like respect it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you just got to... And then you got to set that boundary. If somebody's not making you feel good or not meeting you or matching your energy, mm-hmm. it's okay to remove that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Yeah. Because my like my ex husband was never gonna match my energy. 
And again, I'm not asking for anybody to be perfect or to be like me, but in some way match that. Yeah. What, what are you bringing to the table as my friend, as my person? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to give you all of this. Yeah. Just give me something in your way, your way. But if there's nothing coming back, Mm -hmm. which is what I dealt with, done. Right. Checkmate that. Mm Mm-hmm. I like what you said, get you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's like, um, it's not mine. I learned it right. somewhere along the way. A, a, but one that I heard been, was you stuck. don't know how toxic the air is that you've been breathing until you breathe fresher air. Yep. And that That's I good. saw that after I got Ooh, divorced I and I was yes. like, it literally took my breath away because mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah, when you're in it, you don't know how bad it is until you just let that shit out and exhale all that garbage we're survivors and move on to it and adapt yeah it's human we adapt right yeah yeah and on that note little side note here that's just been kind of in the back of my brain since we started this um i'm i know you feel the same like i and i people that know us know our intent and our um, our spirit, and I would hope by now pe- people that are listening that don't know us know that the intent of us talking about our exes and whatnot, like, we don't mention names. We're mm-hmm. not looking to trash anybody no. or say that they're horrible, horrible people or it was all their fault. Like, Mm-mm. I played my own role in my divorce. I'm so imperfect. There's, yep. you know, it takes two to tango. Yep. So please just side note, we're not here bashing people or trying to ruin somebody's life or reputation. It's just we're looking at ourselves and we're reflecting and we're trying to help people that are going through it, too. So nothing we, but love. We got lucky and we have each other to reflect mm-hmm. with. And and it it hurts my heart to know that some people out there don't have that. Right. And that's what I found out with the deck is... Like I said, somebody would be like, hey, can I bring my coworker over or my mm-hmm. other friend or just a place where you're not being judged. You're not feeling like anybody's talking shit or doing any, you know, we're just, right. yeah, we're here to help tell our stories. Mm-hmm. They're rugged, right? we'll, mm-hmm. but we'll tell them for you. And I'm I don't sure know. Our, I'm sure our exes are out there oh, telling their I, own side oh, of the yeah. story and that's I mean, fine too. That's their story to tell. Absolutely. Yeah. Every, there's three sides to every truth, right? Yep. Is there? That's what they say. Yeah. Three what, sides. What are the three sides? Hers, hers, his, and the truth. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's a perception. It's it is. And it is perception. perception. It's what you lived. And Your version. Yeah. And, and this is our story and our version and what we went through and what we're learning along the way and little, excuse me, <laughs> little things that um, have helped us or just kind of shine a light on things again that a lot of people don't shine a light on. Right. I mean, we talk about deep shit. Mm-hmm. We get pretty deep sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, I have a male friend that, that him and I were, we had like an hour and a half conversation on the phone last week and just him talking about, again, not having people to have those deep conversations with. Mm-hmm. Right. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Another reason why I think we stayed is just evolution, evolving as a human being. Some mm-hmm. people just get stuck. I was stuck. Yeah. yeah. I was young in my first marriage. I was 17 when I got pregnant, married at 18. And I stayed 
till about I think I was 22. You know, mm-hmm. around 22, 23, things change. Yeah. Had all three of my kids. I had graduated college. I had gotten a mother's ring with his birthstone. And my mother-in-law chuckled and giggled and said, well, he's like your kid, too. That was my epiphany moment on my graduation <laughs> day where I was going to start my career. And my whole life was ahead of me. I have already had my kids. Things were great. And that was my future. Mm. I'm like, ooh. Ouch. Yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> I don't want to be your mommy. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that a little bit. I think it was last time um, how, you know, couples evolve and you don't always evolve at the same rate. Right. And you don't always have the same goals. And, you know, she's got some friends that have been together since they were in middle school. Mm-hmm. And it's like that boggles my mm-hmm. mind. They were probably kind to each other the whole time. They probably mm-hmm. had fun. Yeah. And they probably played. Yeah. yeah, I mean those three things are huge. They but I mean, you gotta have they the same goals. Really well. I mean, kid-wise, career-wise, you know, everything has to. The but if you have line up, if if you're on the same energy wave, right. I mean, you guys and you stick to the plan. If you're both mature adults and you're like, this is what we're doing, this is what right. the plan is, everything works. It's a well. Out mechanism. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. like yeah. anything. You're gonna rob a bank. Everybody better do their job. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna get caught. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have something Busted. to share, Shauna? That was a very specific. That example. was pretty specific. <laughs> I wish. I, I wish. wondered about the black hoodie. But... <laughs> <laughs> she came in with a ski mask earlier. <laughs> oh lord, that's funny. So Shauna's not gonna rob a bank, but she, but she might. You missed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so essentially tonight's episode was just about boundaries and why we let people walk on us. And I wrote something in my journal that I shared with Megan um, earlier just about friendships versus relationships. So like in a friendship, I want trust and there has to be sacrifices and compromise and all of these things that you want out of a friendship. But why do we treat a friendship different than a relationship? So we'll let somebody take advantage of us that's dicking us, <laughs> but you won't tolerate that shit from another woman. Be like, nah, bitch, I'm not going to be your friend. But mm-hmm. we tolerate from our partners these, Maybe- these boundaries that are just crossed left right. and right. Why do we do that? I didn't have an answer in my journal. I'm looking at I'm looking back at my journal now, and I (laughs) the D. I'm I'm with Shauna on the D. I think it's the D. But also maybe it's um, nature. Maybe it's you know that innate feeling to be mating, connecting. You don't have the innate feeling to have friends. Really? Right. I don't think. And that's the start, yeah. though. I mean, if you have kids after the D wears off, then it's too late. <laughs> then it's way too late. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Rest yeah. of my life. Here we go. Here we go. What can I do to well, adapt to Shana this situation feels- mm-hmm. to be a happier person? Mm-hmm. Then you have to reassess the, the You have more kids. That's what I did oh, at 18. good. That's what I did. I had three. And then I realized, oh. 
this is not making me happier. I'm not following the path. Megan, how you beat? <laughs> well, I know. Like, you <laughs> I know. I know. Three kids. I know. Gross. But, <laughs> but after listening to the last couple podcasts, I feel a little loosey goosey. So we're just going to shoot. <laughs> no, no, kids, no. But... <laughs> uh, no, no, you be Lucy Goosey. Yeah. Come on, give it to us. No, I had a lot of boyfriends. Like mm-hmm. a lot stupid. Like I broke up with a guy because he was chewing beef jerky on the couple skate and I asked him not to because <laughs> his breath stank. Stank. Yeah. It was bad and I didn't want to kiss him. Yeah. I broke up with a guy because of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were young. That's okay. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay. But that was the start. Of See, boundaries. Path. Now we would be like, sweetheart, you need to go brush <laughs> your right. funk ass jerky <laughs> <laughs> before you get in this bed. Yep. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think the nut of all of this uh, for me writing about it was just that I, I feel like my expectations for uh, any a friendship or relationship, any ship, if it's what truly makes me happy should kind of be the same. And it, maybe everybody doesn't agree with that. But if I expect my friends, my best friends, two of them sitting in front of me to be a decent person to me, I deserve that out of a life partner too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't know why it doesn't I don't know. translate Just to Just think about life. it. Everybody listening. That's, I, I, no I guess. Think of, if you have an answer, email me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about before? And I said I was going to save it. Now I can't remember. God damn it. You're going to have to edit that out. Mm-hmm. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I also want to, we were talking about the holidays and everything earlier, um, mm-hmm. which happy holidays to everybody. But I do know that it can be a stressful time for everybody. So if you need a, a weed and wine Wednesday with a friend, take it, do it chill relax all moms and dads out there everybody take a pill mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay uh but we did just have thanksgiving um y'all probably won't be listening to this till probably january february but uh we just celebrated thanksgiving and as all of you know uh i date megan's brother so mm-hmm. i like to host holidays are typically at my house and we had thanksgiving this year and our thanksgiving theme was uh Food from around the world. So everybody had to pick a different dish and bring a different dish. So like I made Jamaican jerk chicken uh, or turkey, turkey, excuse me, turkey. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> um, Jules, my roomie, made uh, bagogi. Bagogi, not to be confused not with bukkake. Because uh, <laughs> Megan's mom, Megan's mom Googled it. Bukkake? She said at the table, she's like, what was that that Juliet made? It was so good. Bukkake? <laughs> so then we had her Google it. We had her Google it. And yeah. Splish, splash. I was taking a barrel. Oh, poor grandma. <laughs> and um, then she Googled hentai. She, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't know what that I don't was even either. Know what that is. Oh. The it was the Japanese S and M or like uh, bondage. Bo- it's like bondage, yeah. like Japanese bondage. Because we were <laughs> so playing cards. We we, <laughs> we were playing Cards Against Humanity, and uh, that was on one of the cards. So you see, Grandma over there <laughs> googling on her phone, and one of Megan's sons was sitting next to her, and he's like, "Grandma, why did you just Google that?" <laughs> She's like, "It was on my card." <laughs> Fun time. It was. It was. We always have a good time at holidays. So everybody is in charge of bringing something, and Megan makes bomb 
ass cinnamon rolls. Amazing cinnamon rolls. So Megan is in charge of bringing cinnamon rolls. So she shows up for Thanksgiving. And unbeknownst to me, she had already told Juliet, my roomie, that the cinnamon rolls didn't turn out. And that's all Juliet knew. She didn't. That's all she knew. The cinnamon rolls didn't turn out. So everybody leaves. We're now at home. Me and my daughter and Ben and uh, a couple other of the kids are all sitting around playing rummy, hanging out. And Juliet goes over to the dessert table and she's like, oh, sweet. Somebody brought cookies. And she opens up this Tupperware (laughs) container and she's like, what the fuck are these? These are those goddamn cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to smash one of those later. And, Julie, and Jules is like, I don't think you're going to want to. So she comes over and she opens this Tupperware container. And I look in the Tupperware container. And they are like, picture this. Okay. Uncooked. You should have taken a picture. Of, I have a picture. I uh, do. We, we'll put it terrible. on the website. Picture uncooked <sighs> Pitcher uncooked cinnamon rolls, but then frosted. They were frosted. They were like a they li- were little. Cooked. They were doughy. They were they were fucking terrible. They right? They were terrible. So Juliet's like, "What the fuck? She brought them. <laughs> like she brought. And then not only did she bring them, but then she left those piece of shit cinnamon rolls <laughs> at our crib, at those. our house. I don't want them. So if I would have had the energy." I would have gone and taken them back to her house that goddamn night. (laughs) But I didn't. So we all wake up on Black Friday and I'm talking to my daughter and I tell her, I'm like, I'm going to write like a ransom letter, like a note and put it in them damn cinnamon rolls in this Tupperware container and I'm going to drop them off at her house. And she's like, yeah, mom, let's do it. So she's <laughs> at my desk. She's, we're in my office and she, we're writing this letter and I'm going to share this letter with everybody. So I wrote this letter, took this letter, put it in the Tupperware container, which I defaced the top of her Tupperware container with black, black magic marker too. I wrote oh, like, no. I wrote you give mm-hmm. Was you it Tupperware? you yep. give <laughs> you give rolls a bad name. Signed John Bon Jovi. <laughs> you did leave your Tupperware there. That's what you get. Yep. Yeah, it is. Sinoman. In my defense, I didn't want everybody to be like she totally forgot to make um or whatever. <laughs> you just she had to, to prove, prove it. She had to prove it. Because so they wouldn't, that roots they wouldn't they just didn't rise. rise. They did not rise. And I was like, motherfucker. Okay, well, I'll still try to at least bake them. So I baked them for how long you're supposed to bake them. And they just turned into like these weird hockey puck things. <laughs> and yeah. So she just had to validate herself. She did. So she yeah. iced them bitches I don't up. know why I left them. I don't fucking know. She knows why she left them. I. So. <laughs> Here's the letter that I, so we put it in the Tupperware container and we've got kids. I've got my daughter, my niece, my boyfriend's <laughs> son in the car. We're like, we're going to go do some black, a little Black Friday shopping and grab some lunch mm-hmm. and we're going to stop at Aunt Megan's on the way. So I like pull up like 007. Ben hops out of the car, ding dong door ditches the cinnamon <laughs> rolls with this note inside. Dear Megan. We regret to inform you that we all had a meeting last night and we're actually glad the cinnamon roll disaster happened. It makes the decision of voting you off the holiday family island much easier. (laughs) 
Juliet and I will no longer be providing fancy napkins. They were double ply from Sam's Club. The good paper plates or Glade candles at family functions going forward. Nor will we need your assistance in providing uncooked, doughy, flat-ass, disabled-looking cookie (laughs) cinnamon rolls for any future gathering. While we love your personality, Megan, we simply cannot continue this relationship. (laughs) Not only are we disappointed in your non-edible, not-so-rolly cinnamon flats, but the fact that you put effort into putting them in a container and actually bringing them to Thanksgiving (laughs) makes us a little concerned about your mental health. You then took it one step further and left those things in our home when you left. It was at this point that we decided you must be voted off the family island for the safety of all. I have attached a photo of what a real cinnamon roll should look like. (laughs) Maybe you should study this and think long and hard about your actions and the future you'd like to have within this family unit. Sincerely, your ex-sister-in-laws, Tabitha and Julia. And there is a photograph of a bomb-ass cinnamon roll attached. There it is. There it is. Cut me real deep. The ex-sister-in-laws. Cut me real deep. She said she's going to redeem herself for Christmas. Yeah. And you know what? My kids can be assholes to me. You know you know the one. She can be an asshole to me. And she even read that and was like, aww. We love her. (laughs) And then I messaged her and was like, damn, I got X'd up twice today. And she thought I meant something else. She thought I meant I got dumped. I thought she meant that she got dumped. Oh. And we were getting ready. And I meant my two ex sister in laws. (laughs) And she's like, oh my God. So bad timing for a tabby (laughs) joke. Oops. Dick move. <laughs> uh, Whatever. I mean, we got to brighten the situation. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I'm kind of the punk ass in the group. Well, I wonder what shit. the deep-rooted, you know, what made you bring that? Like me, I would be like, hey, Tabby, it, they didn't turn out. I'm sorry. I grabbed some She wanted to make sure. On. I wanted to make sure everybody knew that Here's I tried. Here's my shitty and I did. I did bring goulash, and the goulash oh, was, was good. Her cinnamon rolls know. are the bomb. Yeah. This was just a fail. They didn't rise. So she wanted, did you want everybody to? We needed. You needed to have a funeral, a cinnamon roll funeral. You're right. I think it, you should have taken those, those and like buried them as a family, or like thrown them off Thank the bridge. You. Saved them for Christmas. Showing gratuity from years past of all her fantastic <laughs> cinnamon rolls. Could have made ornaments out of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Could have. Everybody's getting a flat God ass cinnamon it. roll around this year. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of how our family rolls uh, mm-hmm. around the holidays. But, yeah, just take a breath and mm-hmm. enjoy everybody around you and mm-hmm. don't worry about all the, the crap that comes with it. Yeah. And if you got to say no, say no and leave the cinnamon rolls at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to keep your Tupperware dish, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have it? God damn it, I forgot your Tupperware dish. Mm. I meant to bring that, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still have it. I'm not going to throw that yeah, away. Yeah, you better keep it now. Mm-hmm. Did the black magic marker come off? Uh, yes, actually it damn did. Damn it. Yeah. Tupperware is freaking But it's amazeball. etched in my mind forever. Mm-hmm. It said try harder next time. You mm-hmm. give fools a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Cut me real deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we did take a little break there for a second, but we're back. Um, 
We were talking about Megan's cinnamon rolls. She'll redeem herself for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But um, back to the 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 uh, topic of this cast tonight is really just the boundaries and letting people, you know, take advantage of you or wherever you're at and friendship, relationship, whatever it may be. And Shauna said earlier, we tolerate more from a partner because of the D or the V. I don't know what you like. <laughs> right? <laughs> or the P. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we and then when it, it wears off or the and B. life hits, then it's a matter Ooh, of picking the up the pieces. The butthole. The P. <laughs> Or the tea, the taint. Do do we, though, psychologically, because we are having uh, sexual intercourse with this person? Because they are really good looking, because we're afraid to be alone. In my first marriage, I was 17. I was knocked up. I liked the D. And I'm like, okay, we can make it work. I had a lot of boyfriends before him. I was very picky. I'm like, you know what? If he's willing to provide for the family, willing to give me the D. I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, well, then things start happening and you start making excuses because now you got kids. Now you got life. Now you got responsibilities. Now you have plans Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure you're you're sticking to your part. Mm -hmm. You're doing your part so that they're doing their part. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always work out that way. And then it's a matter of how long do you deal with that before you realize, wait a minute, they're not doing their part anymore. You weren't getting the D anymore? I'm doing it all. No more D? No, I was still getting the D. Believe me, I was getting the D. <laughs> <laughs> but when that's but all you're bringing to the table, exactly, at some right. point. exactly. Yeah. Well, and and I told I told the ladies too that the funny part for me is the D I thought was great while I was in it. Then once being out of that relationship into a new relationship, it's even better. Dude, that D went. What was that? Huh? I mean, <laughs> that was a dangle. I mean, I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to say, you know, it wasn't there. No, it's stacked and loaded. <laughs> but um, stacked and but loaded. But it's, yeah, Jeez. it's just remember if you're if you're in a relationship and you think that D or that P is all that and that's really just kind of what you're sticking around for, you might want to. There's something better out there. You might want to consider your options yeah. and kind of have a little talk with yourself and. There's something like, to be said. There about. might be some girl out there that's pretty and funny and has the good P, and you don't know because you're stuck on this P or this D. Yeah, mm-hmm. thinking it's God's gift, and if that's all, allowing to. boundaries to be broken right. in instances that should not be. Right. right, letting people fucking walk all over you because you've got a hot guy on your arm, or you've just got a man and you're afraid to be alone, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah, no. Well. Even with friends, I know I asked you a long time ago, um, as people come to you for advice, how do you set boundaries on that? How do you say, I can't be your person, you know? So we talked a little bit about that because you don't want to people, you don't want people to think that, um, you know, you offered to listen to them and be that feedback and, now you're like, eh, can't be that person for you anymore. You don't want to feel like a bad person or like you're abandoning someone in need. But but if that person is infringing on my happiness or my space or my safety or uh, any certain way, yeah, I have. I'm at a point in my life where I have no problem setting that boundary and saying, look, I can't. I can't kick it with you, or I can't mm-hmm. be your friend. I can't be your sounding board. I can't. Yeah, I've actually had to have that conversation with somebody a couple mm-hmm. of years ago where I was like, I 
I just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. You're, I can't. Yeah. I've had that situation recently where it's like, I've got so much shit going on with myself, with my romantic relationships, with ship, ship, (laughs) ship, ship, take the S off, edit that S off, one relationship. Um, There's the one with yourself too. Yeah. Right. With work, just there is a fucking hurricane in my brain at all times, all hours. And this particular person just needs and needs and takes and takes and I can't do it. I can't rescue them. I can't listen to their issues anymore and I'm, I can't fix it. And they're like, well, I'm not expecting you to fix it. It doesn't matter yeah. because the second I start listening to you, I'm invested because that's who I am. I'm invested. They're taking I, real estate. Yes, you are. Yeah, exactly. You're taking real estate in my brain. And I can't have it because whether I quote unquote care or not, I shouldn't say care because of course I care. It's another human being. I care for human beings. But whether I'm invested or not, it's still swirling around in there. I'm still trying to find a resolution or some advice or, um, you know, thinking about them. God, I hope they're doing okay. Like I don't want to reach out because it's going to open that portal, but I do hope they're doing okay. And God, am, am I abandoning them? You know, it just, all that swirls around. And so I've had to set those boundaries, but they're not being respected, but, and so I'm dealing with that. But I think you're doing them a favor by not enabling them to continue mm-hmm. with that behavior because yeah. I think more people need to be stopped. Nor More people, you need to speak up more. Mm-hmm. People need to be told, you know what, you're kind of being, you know, look in a mirror. Yeah. You know, a lot of these things that are bothering you are internal. Look mm-hmm. in a mirror and see what you can change about it first before right. you start slinging you know, right. and, and I, I think it's totally okay, Megan, to just say, I can't be your person. I'm yeah. sorry. And that's what that that's what I said to the person right. a couple of years ago is yeah. I can't be your person. Right. I, I just can't. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, there's no hard feelings. It's not right. You know, everything doesn't have to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Divorce doesn't have to be ugly. Growing apart with friends doesn't have to be ugly. Mm-hmm creating a boundary with somebody and just saying, Hey, look, this is how it is. It, that doesn't, it doesn't have to be ugly. And the world definitely needs more of that where conflict, as they say, it doesn't have to be conflict. Right. It can just be setting expectations. Yeah, This is my boundary. This is where I'm at. It makes me uncomfortable when you do this. I don't see my path and your path on the same. It's okay to have those conversations. And I know it's super uncomfortable. And like Megan said earlier, when, until you just do it, Mm -hmm. like just, I always say, just plug your nose, close your eyes and cannonball. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to do things in life. It's okay. Right. And, you'll feel better. Right. Well, part of mine is that um, just like you talk about, you know, you you want to reach an audience that doesn't ha- maybe doesn't have somebody to talk to. That's why I feel like a dick because it's like this person doesn't have somebody to talk to right. and they're trying to get me to be that person. And here I am 
saying no. But again, if it's affecting right. you, I know, and your I know, I get it. Logically, I get it. It's okay yep. to say no. I know it's okay. Logically, I get it, but it's hard to do though. Mm-hmm. I know. Absolutely, we're savers. I don't ever we're, want yeah. somebody to feel alone. No, nope. but also I can't be everything to everybody i've got so many people that i take care of right but at the same time too you've got to think about is this person still doing the same thing over and over and over and over and that's the definition of Mm -hmm. so in that case are they seeking counseling are they doing are they exercising i mean are they doing anything for themselves right you know Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean those are things those are all strong points you can bring to their attention you know yeah i do i do so you've mm-hmm. done everything you can. Yeah. I mean, all you can do is be better. Right. And you're not enabling the behavior. Right. And that is being better for humanity. So you <laughs> helped yourself tonight on the deck, Maggie. <laughs> See what I mean? That's what these conversations are about. Like right. being able to get something off your chest that you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And and P.S. This is not scripted. So, um, but yeah, I think we've all had that feeling where we want to set a boundary with another human being and it's really really hard to do and if you don't do it then you resent them and you feel like you're being you know taken advantage of Mm -hmm. or you're just it's draining you I mean some people are succubus like yeah succubus I mean they are Yeah. yeah for sure I'm I'm physically healthier where in my life right now than I was when I was in all of that. I am mm-hmm. physically better mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Physically, mentally, all of it. Emotionally. All of it. It it affects it all for sure. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's draining you, you know what? And you do have a lot on your plate, Meg. Mm-hmm. You only got seven kids. <laughs> Double my load and that was a lot. Yeah. It's still a lot. Oh yeah. my goodness. You're gonna be busy when they start having kids. Oh. Ah, grandma. <laughs> yes. What yes. comes what's after cougar? There's Puma, Cougar, and then you're just I grandma. Don't know. You're Gilf is the only thing I've You got heard. one grandma in the house. Yeah. On deck. <laughs> got oh, no. two and a third on deck. Who's got a third? My daughter. Oh. Yeah. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Grandma. Yep. Grandma. It's great. I've done a lot of reflection. So, well, we're all going to be grandmas at some point, though. And I find it interesting, too, that some of us, uh, some of the members of the deck, are, we're at that age and we are now thrown into this new world or dating mm-hmm. and all of that, or marriage after 40 and things like that. Um, and I do want to, we're going to touch base on that next episode, actually. Just dating when you're 40. It's it's different. It's not. You got the internet. Yeah. I never did. <laughs> I never did the I, the, I wasn't a part of the online dating scene or any of that. Like, And I hear all these stories from you ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. And uh, yeah, I know it's rough. Exactly. Yeah, that was so crazy. Just thinking about like the note that said, "Will you date me? Yes or no?" And then it was so easy. Whereas now, now it's so gray. Oh my god! And the options are unlimited. Gray doesn't even cover it. They need to come up with a new color. (laughs) Holy shit! Yeah, beyond Fifty Shades, huh? Yeah. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Megan likes that movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll dive into that a little bit and just uh, see where that takes us. Mm-hmm. Um, but as last episode and the first episode, I'm going to end tonight with a song that my Google Home played for me this morning. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. It was fun. Have a good night, guys. Good night.